Welcome to podcast 251 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Dupe and Mr. Madden. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. 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 Dags. Hello. Uh, <laughs> on this week's pod, we've got a save update from yours truly, and we also have a spotlight focusing on Dupe's. I mean, who's written this? Master debate. Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, is this the Carolina one? Uh, it's not that. No, that was a that was a, a pre pre pod discussion that will stay pre pod um, about the the conversation of what is more difficult to win the Premier League or the Champions League, and uh, we're going to have a, an FM slant on that discussion. Um, we won't mention the poll results because Dupe has already said that they were slightly skewed because of um, certain involvement from some participants that one is harder to win than the other. But anyway, uh, we will discuss it sans any partisan involvement team-wise. Anyway, I guess save update is, is, or save focus is mine to give. And the reason why I offered it up was because on last week's pod, the interview with Miles, if you haven't heard it, I did mention my, uh, well, the, the save I've been playing since the game dropped. Uh, I'm currently, or was currently. I mean, there's a, there's a spoiler for you straight away. Managing Gronigan. I'm now not managing Gronigan, despite waxing lyrical about this young 17 and 18 year old player that I wanted to sort of bring through and stay with them forever. Um, well, it's not out for a bad reason. I wasn't sacked, but an opportunity came that I didn't feel I could could turn down, and it's not perhaps what you'd think either. That's disappointing, Matt, because I was hoping that you've, you know, we've had the interview with, with Miles and maybe you've said something that upset him and he's got, you know, a big red button in his office that he can just have somebody sacked instantly in their safe and he went for you. <laughs> imagine imagine if he did have that, like once a year you're allowed to use it on one oh, specific person. Amazing. Oh, you're going to have to use it more than once. Be a sp- <laughs> you know, oh, you could have some fun with that, can you? Maybe you that's we had- how... That- Maybe that's how Jack resigned. Maybe. If you don't know, we had Miles on. We haven't mentioned it. Go back and listen to that episode 250. Uh, it was a great episode. Um, was indeed. But yeah, so would you like to know who I am now managing instead? Yes, yes, everyone would. I was going to say, it's easier than I was guessing. We'd be here a while. Is this the quiz? I mean, we would be here a while. <laughs> so uh, I'm now at Swansea. Nice. Which... They're in the championship still. They just missed out on promotion to the Premier League. I, I don't know if this is a sideways step or, or not, because with Groningen, I actually qualified for Europe. So, um, so it was quite a tough one. But the, the fact that they've actually got a... I, didn't, I hadn't really looked at the squad before I took the job. I was offered an interview, uh, took it, and then resigned from, um, from Groningen. But the... Uh, the thing that sort of swayed me was an enormous transfer budget and wage budget in comparison to the one I had at Groningen, where I'm very much going to be having to, you know, turn all of the unturnable things to try and get any form of result in that league. And I, I don't think I could replicate what I did last season without investment. And it's just not overly forthcoming because I was trying. I I'd managed to sell a player who like for quite a lot more than his worth before I left and they only gave me like 35% of the value onto my already pretty measly transfer budget of like 3 million so I was I'm not even able to reinvest players that get sold from underneath me so I thought this is going to be quite an uphill struggle then Swansea come a calling 30 million pound transfer budget nearly 900 grand wage budget for, for a, a team that finished fourth in the league but missed out in the playoffs. I, can't, I don't know if they got knocked out in the final or the, in the semis of the, the playoffs but narrowly missed out on promotion to the Premier League. Uh, I don't know if they sacked their manager or whether he left of his own accord but the, the team is actually really quite good. There's a lot of players that are just about to hit their peak. Um, there's not so many players who are amazing coming through their youth system. But there is there is a bit of light. And I, I took screenshots of it because I was like amazed by this turn of events. So OGs of uh, who have watched, whether it be stream, well, mainly streams of mine, 
a long time ago, I will remember uh, a certain hashtag of BGB, which stood for initially Big Game Bamford and then got changed to Big Game Brewster because of the the various strikers I had when I was at Middlesbrough. Um, Swansea have both Patrick Bamford and Rian Brewster. Nice so, narrative. Narrative there. And I was like, I, I didn't take it because of that. I had no idea. I hadn't even looked at the squad. But to see them both there, Bamford's now 31 and is, is on the wane. But I think I think I can get a tune out of uh, Rian Brewster, who's now 25, I believe. So, yeah, 25. He is indeed 25. But the yeah the rest of the team is in, in in fairly good nick. There's some good players there. Got Max Kilman, which I was quite surprised at from uh, from Wolves, obviously, and Morgan Gibbs White, who is probably the one of the standout midfielders, at least attacking wise. Um, there's also Nat Phillips, who was of Liverpool, is now at Bournemouth, I believe, in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got Craig Craig Dawson, who I'm trying to sell, but it's it's not like I don't have to do a ridiculous amount of retooling, despite having a pretty sizable transfer budget. As long as I don't have like lose players, I've got one Mexican international who is uh, probably too good for the championship by quite some margin. He's worth like 38 million or something ridiculous. I don't know how they signed him, um, but he's um, if I can hold on to him, I think we could have a good season. I've got Tommy Doyle of Manchester City fame on trial at the moment. Who he's now twenty three, and, and unfortunately, he's not what he could have been because he's just not played. He's played four games in as many seasons, I think. Uh, so he he's now twenty three. hasn't really had the game time, so hasn't really developed as he should have. But he will be a for on a free transfer on a like a measly wage. I don't think he'll be the worst of players. I've also picked up Fausto Vera or Fausto Vera, for who's at, who was at United on loan for just for base. I'd have to pay his his thirty grand a week wage. Joe um, loves him, I get, not, doesn't he? Joe's a big Fausto Vera fan. I I, I had him at a... Bournemouth last last year as well, uh, which is I thought for the Championship he can play in the or most of the midfield positions I've got in the tactic I use. So he's he'll start most games if not he will cover so my midfield is pretty pretty stacked for the championship I think I the only thing I really need to strengthen is probably the strike force because I will pl- play Brewster on on either flank and so I've only got really Patrick Bamford as a, a forward playing option at the moment I almost managed to sign you may have come across him dupe um I'm gonna have to look look up his uh, his name because he went to Blackburn annoyingly instead <laughs> um, he's a Brazilian he's now 24 in game but I, I feel like some people might be aware of who he actually is are I, you I've not aware seen of who his he actually mentioned. is Matt? <laughs> so his name is he's Rodrigo Muniz is his name he's 24 in game I, uh, Fulham signed him from uh, Flamingo what Flam- his name, yeah Rodrigo uh, Muniz. Rodrigo Muniz. Oh, he's at Fulham even now in real life. Are you spelling it? Oh, M- there, we, there we go. So he's M U N I N Z. Yeah. He moved to Fulham in 2021. Oh, in which case, yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't see the. I was. Mm. I've got the tiniest of tiny career stats history things to look look through. Um, oh, I can't find them on my safe, but I'm way way in the future. Let me have a look at the other one. But his the thing that made me consider him is his goal scoring record at Fulham is obscene like so he's they signed him for 6.75 million according to this he then scored in in 2002-23 he only played four games but he scored three goals then he was on loan at Blackburn he scored six in 13 in the championship then he only played three games the next season but got a goal and then only played three games and scored two but, but so basically, over a number of seasons, his goal scoring record for Fulham is is ten goals in fifteen games wow. across two divisions. So I thought he's going to be worth a punt for it was about six seven hundred grand, and his his attributes are really well rounded. He would have been absolutely perfect. Even the scouts liked him, and his value would have been crazy in comparison to what I was paying. But unfortunately, he went elsewhere. I'm presuming because of that loan. But he's his attributes are really well rounded. Um, 
So I'm a bit disappointed to lose out on him. Instead, I've, I'm having to look elsewhere. But I've got a few few other irons in the fire um, that I'm I'm looking at. I say I'm still very much in in pre-season. I'm only in July, so it's uh, there's still a fair amount of of time to go. But I guess that's pretty much all I can update. Really, is big change. Um, but I don't really I haven't really started uh, other than pre-season fixtures have been mainly going well. I lost to PSV. Um, but I was very much rotating. Uh, I've got arguably the best staff in the division because I spent time building the backroom staff. Like, and I even looking back at Groningen, like my backroom staff at Groningen were some of the best in the division because I spent time in actually cultivating and bringing them through. So I think that perhaps helped. Um, but yeah, pretty much, I'm going to basically be bringing. I'm bringing my model of football with me wherever I go in this save. That's kind of what I've started doing rather than trying to square peg round hole players I'm getting rid of players that don't fit and making sure I buy ones that do and equally I'm not changing my tactic to fit around a team I inherit so it's it's a kind of a different way of doing things as normally a new team I'll just sort of you know scrap everything and start from scratch again whereas this time I'm kind of I guess I'm doing what the likes of Pep would do I my, like my formation has evolved or the way I play has evolved throughout the save um but it's uh, but it's usually an evolution rather than a revolution which i think is probably safer even when i'm sort of starting with a new team ultimately i know this tactic works or uh, similar tactics work so i'd be stupid to change them regardless of division unless i see something that's you know not working because like football in the eredivisie is a bit slower or pressing isn't quite as prevalent or what have you you know multiple things but I haven't had to change anything just yet, but we'll see how it goes once I proceed into the competitive fixtures that will be coming shortly. Anyway, I'm done, I think. So, yeah, I've just, no, sorry, I've just, in that time, I've been able to go onto my United save uh, and have a look at this chap. He looks very, very good here. So, we're in 2025. The issue is, I'm, I'm assuming he must have a couple of variables because his decision making is between five and seven. So it's obviously that, that might kind of hinder I can him relate to that. forward. He's got really poor decision making. Um, uh, decision, his decision making on mine is eleven to thirteen. Yeah, okay. So I think maybe it must have a little bit of variation there. Um, but yeah, no, he looks. I mean, his if if he's a championship, the, like for seven hundred fifty grand, considering mm. you've got some players go for stupid money. Uh, I, I thought he was he was worth a punt. At this, consi- like considering I've got thirty million to play with, I can afford a dud yeah, or two, absolutely. if need be. Agreed. So even if he ended up being a backup, I'll quite happily take the backup. Um, I'm just looking back now through just to see sort of how much they've been. They, so last season they spent thirty one million. They wow. they've spent a, like a, a lot of money. They. Actually, last season they signed Patrick Bamford for seven million from West Ham. Um, they signed Connor Roberts from from. There, there's been some odd choices here. So they have got like Connor Roberts is okay, but like he's so slow in comparison to what you need him to be for like to play a fullback role. They've got Darnell Furlong, so basically they rebuilt their entire right hand side last season. Whoever whoever was in the season before that. They spent fifty million. Holy shit! In the championship, all which, the time in the championship, they were never promoted or anything. I don't think so. From the teams that they're signing players from, it doesn't look like it. Wow. Fifty million. Hang on, I'm gonna have to. I will have this, to check. And it was at this moment Matt knew that he fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's quite reflective of like we could be sitting here now in a season or two talking about championship club spending. 40, 50 million. You know, they had the playoff final at the weekend with Forrest and Huddersfield. There was a lot of commentary on how it is pretty much the richest game in football. You know, the most rewarding game in football for the, the prize money you get, the TV money. And and even if they go down the following season, the parachute payments. So maybe it's quite reflective. Ah, okay. so, and they so still can't sort out VAR. In the, first, in the first season, they did get promoted. They went up ah. as uh, following Fulham as, uh, as runners-up. So they had a season. So that season, they spent fifty million to stay in the stay in the Premier League, which um, went well. Obviously, uh, <laughs> which went well. They let's 
So I should have really checked this. And I yeah, didn't. They, I'm a bit they surprised were, you haven't. Well, because I, I was just like, oh, money. Okay. I'll look at the shit. Yeah. I um, know what swung you, Matt. There's only one thing that swung you here, right? So, I mean, you talked about the BGB the with, with um, the two boys, but like, as a Blackburn fan, 1995, S&S, Shearer and Sutton, you're going straight into this with Bamford and Brewster all over that narrative. That's that's what you're doing, Matt. But it's I, either that well, or... I didn't, the thing is, I didn't know that. I, I genuinely did not know that that was a thing until I'd already... Jo- like, you know when you get the uh, the image for, like, your... You get the, the preliminary information. Once mm. you've agreed, you get, the, like, the flashing screen with announcing you, and then you'll get, like, the, te- the, the preliminary team report with, like, the best 11. Mm-mm. It was just those... Those two were both up top in this screen. I was like, nice. oh, I hadn't even say I genuinely hadn't even looked at the team. I think because it, I've been I've been away from the safe for a while. I thought I had started playing with Gronigan and I thought, oh, I thought I can't. And whilst I really want to bring these guys through, I feel like I've been away from the safe a bit too long. I feel like if I need to start, I'd rather start from scratch yeah. rather than try to refamiliarize myself, refamiliarize myself with the same team. Um, so I. Th- I, once once Swansea came in my head was already turned anyway and then I saw the money and I was like wow okay the fact that they are spending 30 million a season after spending 50 in the Premier League is kind of mental and I can understand why they're probably pushing because like parachute payment will mm. cease ne- uh, this season uh, after this season so I'd imagine the money will drop quite drastically if I don't get promoted um, I don't have like one of the one of the stipulations is that go out of either playoffs, so I don't have to win the league. I want to win the league because it would be quite nice to to actually have something like that. Um, and then, I've, by hook or by crook, I've managed to get to the Premier League in what? How many seasons? So it's twenty one, twenty two. So this will be twenty five, twenty six is the season I'm in now. So it's not bad. Like four seasons, four or five seasons, and not via. Uh, <laughs> like a conventional path either and my like even my managerial attributes aren't amazing um it's just like my discipline is like through the roof as we already know and the other thing actually that i would i was wanted the reason why i was i sort of i was tempted to move was because my like gronigan still wouldn't pay for my coaching badges really? and i think that was the thing that pushed me over the edge was that i i can't i can't my attributes won't get any higher without uh, without the extra badges, like so, I'm 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 now get or well, as part of the interview thing, I I said that you can pay for my coaching badges as well, and then they also sacked all of the staff that I asked them to. So, nice. wow. um, so that they basically were throwing money at me. So I felt very special um, and very important. But yeah, they uh, they went down in twenty two twenty three from in nineteenth. They weren't a million miles away, but they were still six points adrift. Um, so yeah, not the not the greatest showing. And then the subsequent season, twenty three, twenty four. Um, how did they do? Twenty three, twenty four. They finished third in twenty three, twenty four. And then they finished fourth in in twenty four, twenty five. So they've been the nearly. In fact, oh, that's harsh. So they they almost went up automatically. They lost out on goal difference. I see they're getting desperate now, so they've hired you. Uh, maybe they just need <laughs> needs you know that something. Final push but, over the line. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. If I if I can get them either second or champions, I've done better than who was the manager before me. Which again, come I didn't on, even Jason check. I didn't Tindall, check any on, of their history. Jason Tindall, Jason Tindall. Imagine if it is it's Danny Cowley. I do remember that actually. Just him, so not Danny, his brother as well. No, um, I, I it, it's only saying Danny Cowley, uh, yeah. but he was the manager that got them promoted and then obviously got them relegated as well. He was there for for two years and seventy days, according to the game. But there you go. Right, I'll, I'll stop talking. We can move on no, to the just, main uh, thing, be, chaps. No, before we, yeah, sorry, no, before because what I do like one thing that like, I picked up on on what you were saying there. Is I really like the fact that you are keeping to your to your system, keeping to your roots. Very realistic, like you said. Um, it, it will obviously keep the longevity of the save as well, because you're not just going to come in and go, ah, oh, here's a plug-in tactic. That we'll play to that strength. We'll buy this guy, buy this guy. Because you're having to play to the way you want to play, it's going to be a little bit long, longer. You're going to have to buy 11 fullbacks like Pep did and, and finally find the one that <laughs> works. So, no, I like that. It's really cool. Well, it, I think that... It is a bit different, as I said, for, for how I tend to 
to play, but also um, it means that I, because it's something I've, because this tactic started as a 4-4-2 with, with inverted wingers, and then I needed to adapt to uh, to a more difficult league, and I needed more defensive protection. So I, I changed and tweaked things to allow for that. So I sacrificed a striker for a defensive midfielder, basically, and that's sort of what built I built the success on. But I've then sort of, as uh, my sort of reputation grew and the team got used to it, and that's the other thing, consistency-wise, it's such an undervalued thing. Like I don't understand people who chop and change tactics and, and claim that tactical consistency and familiarity isn't a thing. Because the game literally tells you in <laughs> in the um, dynamic screen, it te- it's, it tells you in the small box you will gain an advantage here. If you, like, your passing will be better, uh, and your your team team structure will be better, it's telling you you are getting these benefits because they're used to your tactic. So you're stupid if you you piss around with doing too much in a, in the middle of a season, regardless of of how badly it's going. Um, so, because I've had basically a full pre-season, or will have had a full pre-season as well, it means that I get to hopefully hit the ground running, but we'll see. But equally, um, once I start getting better players, I can look at more... Um, uh, I'm not going to... I'm trying to think of a, a posh word, but it's not coming to me. Uh, more expansive options, uh, fullbacks, for example, because I'm just playing standard fullbacks because I'm not confident that the what the players I've got at the moment can do more than just you know sit a little bit deeper and whip balls in as well as just mainly focus on defending rather they they still get forward but they're not it's not like a complete wing back who will just maraud and go wherever the hell they want um whereas maybe if once as and when like a few seasons in the Premier League we've won a few things maybe I can start looking at investing money especially if Swansea are going to continue to back me um and then maybe get into Europe that way um, just try yeah, not to uh, buy. Did, try not to buy Pedro Porro. It'll be tempting. You'll be tempted. Try not to. Um, I can't. <laughs> I can't because he's he's actually at City and he's actually playing. Ooh, which is which is probably the biggest shock. The fact that he hasn't gone to Sporting. Um, living his best yeah, life. Cool. Living his best life indeed. Um, but yeah, there we go. So that turned out to be a bit longer than I thought it might be. Um, That's what she said. Yay! Hello. Yay! Congratulations. Uh, but yeah, that. So that is. Um, Next time I have an update, which will hopefully be not too far in the future, because I'm getting a getting an hour or two in a night at the moment, just as a sort of a, a chill out sesh with the TV on. So hopefully I'll have a bit more news to bring you uh, next time. Uh, we have a gap that needs filling in our save focus ting. Anyway, uh, let's shift our focus to our spotlight, which is uh, the EPL versus the ching the GPL. <laughs> I know I hate the I'd hate I hate it needs to be said with an American accent or never oh. um, yeah uh, so English Premier League versus the Champions League so uh, basically this did come from Duke's poll on Twitter which was what is a more significant achievement or what is the more significant achievement uh, to win the Premier League or to win the Champions League um, so we figured we would give this question a bit of an FM slant, uh, mainly, I guess, focusing on team building, uh, because this is obviously it's assumed that you're in a top division, um, because that's the only way you can get to the Champions League. Strangely enough, Scotland. Um. Wow, well, I mean, it's, it's a top division <laughs> in their country. To be fair, um, it's but not yeah. a top division, though, is it? Well, <laughs> yeah. You wait till I announce yeah. my new save. Just saying. Anyway. Oh, hello. You going for? Rangers. <laughs> I, I feel like if you pick Rangers or Celtic, it's it, it's basically like picking Galatasaray or Fenerbahce. In, Social suicide. Yeah, look what in, I did to Curry. Curry hasn't been the same since. <laughs> yeah, he really hasn't. <laughs> since his little Turkish save on uh, online, he's not been the same since. Jays won't hack it if you man if you manage Rangers, you you lose one of your most loyal followers and subscribers, Jace Decanio. <laughs> Who? Who? Wow. Wow. That's that's gonna hurt him later. Anyway, like let's let's bring this back round. So what do we think is more difficult? Building a team, like I guess it depends on whether you're choosing to focus on one above the other or whether you are uh, actually going for both. But when you're building a team, 
when you're thinking about it, uh, and and Dupe, you probably are, a, you, well, probably you are a, a, a great person to ask about this because you had you've had situations like this in multiple divisions. Uh, but I remember particularly with your Ajax stint, you got quite bored of the domestic run-in because it was too easy, and so you did primarily focus on Europe. But um, what? How? How do you build? How are you going to about? How are you going about building a team? I think. I'm going to go out there early, very early, and say I think that the Premier League's a harder one to win. The reason I say that, and it's going to kind of come back to your question, is solely due to the fact that you have to build a squad. You need a squad to win a league format, 38 games, whereas a cup, you're playing your six games in the group stages. You're going to be drawn, if you're seeded well, you're going to be drawn against some lesser teams. Um, you're then going to go off and you're going to get an easy draw if you win your group, an easy draw in the in the last well, the, the knockout rounds. And then it kind of gets a little bit tougher unless you're Liverpool this year. Um, and it just, for me, it seems a straightforward that you can, it's over two legs. So if you fuck up one leg, you can come back and kind of try and save the second leg. Um, and I just think that that Premier League, you've, to, to build a, a, a team to win the Champions League, a squad to win the Premier League, I think the fact that you have to have it's just so many games. We know it's one of the toughest leagues in the world. We say that it's um, it's packed with so much su- surprises. You look at teams that have beaten beaten teams you would never have guessed. I mean, we saw Arsenal beat United this year. It just blows my mind. Um, and there's so many difficult hurdles to overcome in the Premier League. Uh, and also you just got relentless amount of games, you know, and it's not spaced out as well as the Champions League is. You've got time to rest players for the Champions League. And I also think players play for the Champions League. So like, if you're a bigger team in the in the Premier League at the moment, say Liverpool, say Man City, uh, if you're playing against those teams, it's a cup final for you. And it's always been said about the Manchester United of the past, you play the teams, it's a cup final for them to go to those, those those teams and play them. Whereas the City players aren't going to get up for Brighton away or Brentford away. But if you're sending them to the Bernabeu and they're walking out and then they're hearing the, 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 the music and uh, again, probably booing it. Um, but they're, they're hearing the music and I think that gets the player psyched up more. So I think it's a bit of a, bit of a mental gap. But for me, I would say the difficulty is you have to build that squad for that Premier League. What, <clears throat> as you're saying it too, but it's actually, I just started thinking a little bit more specific to this season, specific to Liverpool, and then I'll talk about maybe how we could think about this in FM terms. You look at Liverpool, they've, you know, I mean, they haven't had the most difficult run. I know that's well spoken about to the to the final. But they've, they've, they've kind of built up a, quite a good record, particularly in the last few seasons of getting to finals. Not well, obviously yet, not. Obviously not as much in the league. But let's let's talk about Liverpool squad: Salah, Mane, Matip, all gone. You you know in in January on a couple of occasions. However, I can't even remember how often the the Afcon is on. They're not missing Champions League games, but they are missing league games. So if we use Liverpool yeah. as an example, you know they they're missing some of their key players in in the Premier League at a very crucial time. Whereas when you think about it, because of that break, you mentioned that the, the gap between the Champions League. I, I'm pretty sure they're they're benefiting in that sense in terms of it, it doesn't hamper their Champions League, but it's definitely hampering their league progress in a January that might have six games, for example. So just something to think about, you know, especially we talk about building a team for the Champions League. You know, do you want to be building a team with a lot of players who are likely to disappear? Or sorry, building a team for the Premier League even. Do you want to build a team with a lot of players that might disappear for that crucial period in January? It's also the fact that different different factors in the Premier League as well. So this year, I think it was this year, it might have been last year, they introduced that the cup tie has disappeared now. So like Luis Diaz, he got bought in the uh, in the winter for Liverpool. Mm. He played previously in the Champions League, or and he was okay to play in the the Champions League again. And I think that that's a big factor for me because previously that wasn't the case. So for example, if you were to sell somebody in the winter. You don't have cup tied in, in the Premier League, so you have that little bit. But here, that was harder. Now it's easier. You can just 
oh, he's doing well in the Champions League. We'll just buy him and put him in. But looking at Liverpool's route, you said about Liverpool's route, and I'd like to take the mickey, but let's not forget, in their group, they had Milan, who was the Absolutely. winners this year. They had Inter Milan, who won their, their league last year. They had Villarreal, who beat a very, very good Manchester United side in the Europa League to qualify for the Champions League. But <laughs> it's not, you know, you've got, you can only beat who's in front of you, but you have that chance to have that slightly easier one. Um, and we will say Liverpool had a slightly easier one, but let's not forget that Villarreal did beat, uh, beat a very good Bayern Munich team. Um, but it's very difficult. I think to, it's easy for me to tell you what I think is easiest because I'm not linked. We were nowhere near winning either of them. But I think for clubs, the way I look at it is this, is Fergie won 13 league titles, right? At Manchester United in his spell. He won two Champions League. How many of those league titles would he have swapped to get another Champions League? Would he have won 10 leagues and had three Champions Leagues? Would he, would he accept that? And you also got to remember that there are, there are some of those, well, one, one of those that Europe wasn't even a thing like because mm. of Heysel and the, the band that like Blackburn were they're actually the first team to be allowed back into Europe for like however many, like 10 years. Mm. So that so that that first uh, the the ninety the ninety three ninety four Premier League title um, would have been like that they weren't allowed into the Champions League, so you kind of you kind of can't count that league title because also that was back when only champions went into mm. the Champions League. Mm. Like, so the, so like in terms of like I guess I guess really it depends on like if we're judging it by modern day. It's also a damn sight easier to get into the Champions League than it used to be, because previously you had to win the league to mm. get there. Then you'd go, you know, obviously there was UEFA Cup and other European competitions available uh, for for teams that didn't finish as champions. But now it is a damn sight easier to get into the Champions League. So you could uh, ultimately, you would be building a team like I say in the nineties, you would have been building a team to win the league with the view of getting the added benefit of going into the Champions League. Um, whereas now, it's it's about top four. It, and it has been for the past, what, 15 years, maybe longer. Where Which is then expanded aiming... again. Exactly. So, so the... I guess... <laughs> the, the, with that, though, because like, the, the format has changed subsequently, like m- a few times now, Whereas previously, I think it was, what what is it, sixteen teams, maybe maybe it was a few more. I can't remember exactly. Like Blackburn didn't get past the group stages. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like I just remember beating uh, Rosenborg four nil from a Mike Newell hat trick, um, but we were awful against uh, Spartak Moscow. Uh, that was the famous match where David Batty and Graham Lasso got into a punch-up on the pitch. Oh my God, you're really... This is going back now. Wow, I forgot yeah. that even happened. 90s football. Yes, 90s football. always. I was, I was thinking I was two at the time. We say, But they say at that age, I didn't really know what the Champions League was. I just... I was just... I didn't have Sky at the time. Like, So I was just like, Blackburn are on TV. This doesn't happen very often. So... Because ITV were, were the ones still bringing you the coverage at that point. Oh, so well, I, I remember ITV having a... Yeah, so it was um, it was Bob Wilson doing the the hosting of, of the TV. Massive tangent, I do appreciate. So, um, but it wouldn't be a five star pod without. Going to say welcome to the pod. Yeah, <laughs> you've been here before. <laughs> um, I think you know the, as I'm thinking about it, you know, and you, you know, you're looking at like let's say you look now at Arsenal and Tottenham. You know, and Tottenham got to a Champions League final not that long ago. But if you, if you're thinking about, you know really, really becoming an elite club and, and attracting talent. That talent, you know, it's kind of a well-known phrase. This player wants to play Champions League football. And, and, and it's, it's kind of like, well, you know, let's say Tottenham won a Champions League. Does that guarantee two seasons later that, you know, they're, they're attracting that talent, that they are elite? Are they still going to be battling for fourth, fifth? You know, whereas focusing on the league and, and you know, thinking about Fergie, the dominance in the league... You know the, the the somewhat guarantee of getting that Champions League football. Yes, they won a lot, but like that's what's helping. You know, it become a top three and top four truly in terms of attracting that talent. Because even if you haven't won the league, it's it's that guarantee of champion Champions League football. So 
for me, I think while I think Dupe's point is right, it, it is harder to win the domestic league. It's over a longer period and everything that goes with that. Um, I think that it is a bigger achievement, but probably with a focus on doing it consistently. You know, winning that 10 leagues is what got United Champions Leagues. And, and unfortunately, they've had a bit of a drop. But that's where I'd be focusing on is, is, is consistently top of the league, league challenger, rather than just winning a Champions League. Let me ask you a question. If you win the European Cup, are you, you're technically the best team in Europe, right? For a short period. But you technically, yeah. if you've won the Champions League, we're going to put you on the pedestal. Say at the moment, if somebody said to me, who's the best team in Europe? Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when you look at the run there. It's quite cute. Unless you're Michael Owen, but you know. <sighs> Mate, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I put a very good tweet out when it go, it's like I'm gutted that his knees got injured not his bloody jaw right um, <laughs> let me ask you this last season let's go back a year Chelsea won the Champions League technically the best team in Europe City won the league which team was better I mean I would have gone with City at the time the thing is like this, this is actually quite pertinent because uh, the so some of you did a prediction for Premier League finishes. Oh no! And all so of you said Chelsea were going to win the league we did. because actually very of their their Champions League performance and the mm. team that they were building ended up not to be the case this year. Um, and and City they didn't. I wouldn't say they ran away with it. They were they you know, they were top for the most of any team, but at the same time. Chelsea were kind of nowhere near. They they started off strong and then they disappeared and and disappeared in all competitions, not just the cha- uh, not just the Premier League. Yeah, um, they had a lot on this year, though, right? I reckon that's a big factor. I mean, again, we're going to go for a little tangent, but possibly, possibly, I mean, they had but, a big a lot on, right? But I think you know, yeah, at but, the time, we were very like we rec- I remember we recorded that podcast like the more the day after they signed Lukaku, which changed a lot of our minds because you're like, okay, look how well they did, look how well they're managed, look how Tuchel has them playing. He's the piece of the puzzle. Haaland is just signed for Man City. We're all feeling the same now. He's the piece they've been missing, you know, the number nine, the out and out striker. We we were all convinced that Lukaku was that for Chelsea and obviously it hasn't happened. So it was a good, I mean, it's one of the best tangent or segues you've done, Matt, bringing back, bringing up that, that we all got that league prediction wrong. But it's a very good point. At the time, yeah, they were, they were very strong with a really solid manager. But that piece, what we thought would be the final one, wasn't. Taking a, a little step, but like you were saying, I think that that question I asked about the Chelsea and the City really emphasises our point when we take it into FM and we're talking about squad depth and rotation. That City side had such a good squad. They had two 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 absolute great players in every single position, mm. which which led them to the consistency to be able to win the win the league. That Chelsea side, not so much. But what they did have is a fantastic eleven. That when they all played together, all played well, they could produce what they could produce. So I think this is where we were talking about it earlier. And, and in FM terms, maybe when you look at it and you go, okay, we haven't got the, the greatest of squads, but we've got a, a team that can compete. Or maybe it's better off that we actually try and go for the Champions League, you know, and, and kind of just make sure we qualify for it next year rather than trying to win that league. Are there such thing as... Champions League players, and if we're thinking about our players who can clearly see they're they're they play better in the Champions League, they try harder in the Champions League, or they're used differently or more frequently in the Champions League. That part. I don't know if that. uh, I don't know if if you have. I think you like any form of once you get to the knockout portion Mm. of the Champions League. It changes. You see teams set up differently. But Atletico are the prime example for that. In the league, they play one way. In the Champions League, they play completely differently and play incredibly defensive football, trying to basically shit house, like shit house victories out of nothing. Mm. Um, and I think teams are more likely to do that in knockout football because there's a lot more at stake. And equally. You've probably got more time. You like in FM terms, if you were being super serious about the Champions League, you can afford to dedicate one of your scouts to go and just view just Champions League opposition. That's all they're doing, focusing on and getting 
getting the scouting reports and opposition reports for them so you can be as prepared as possible for how you're expecting them to set up. And you can watch all of their Champions League games as well as all of their league games and just have one guy dedicated to bringing up this like data pack for you to, to sort of try and plan around and decide if you're going to divert from how you play against them. Uh, equally, they have the same opportunity as well. And, and in real life, that more than likely happens. Teams have time to build up Especially when it comes to the knockout stages, because like the if the um, the group stage finish, finishes quite early, doesn't it? It's before mm. Christmas. Obviously, mm. next season or this coming season, it'll be slightly different because of the World Cup. But then, and then it starts back up in February. So it'll be interesting to see how how well this season how how teams sort of react to that and how how the Champions League sort of scheduling changes as a result of the World Cup. But this particular season, like you've had all of that time to to look at your opposition and make a plan for them should you should you need to and that there, there there's you know there is sizable time in between that you've got a week between games whereas premier league you don't always get that um in the in or premier league any league you don't always get that opportunity to be able to to actually spend time to prepare on multiple sets of opposition or dedicate one person to do it or to um just spend a lot of effort in preparing for one particular fixture like you can in a league because for you can plan as much as you, as you like and you could argue this is the case for, for knockout football as well but with the league you're always looking probably a few games ahead whereas you can't really look any further than a second leg when it's coming to the knockout stages. You're, you can focus on one particular team whereas you're going to have to be sending scouts out to see um, the opposition you've got next week and then the week after and then the week after that so you can plan and decide how you're rotating players to make sure that you are you're going to have the the right personnel available to you because some teams they're kind of like you look at the Burnleys of this world who have very very small squads anyway and equally don't have European football they have largely at least when Sean Dyche was in charge they they rarely changed their their starting eleven. Uh, it was only usually down to injury that would enforce that change. Whereas you see other teams, they either rotate um, per fixture or they will actually bring players in to do a particular job. And so they will potentially do that for... And this is kind of like my long-winded way of answering your question, I guess, um, is that the larger teams have the the squad available. And I guess if you've built your squad in FM well enough, you will have the staff available to be able to rotate sufficiently as well as not leaving yourself short in both the league and then the Champions League. I'm brave. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me just, the, the, the only last point I want to put, and obviously I've been very much in the camp of the Premier League is harder and it's more significant. The one thing I will say, we talk about uh, the Champions League. One loss can change your journey in the Champions League, but one loss wouldn't change it in the Premier League. Mm -mm. Okay. At the moment, potentially, with Manchester City. And like, it depends on how competitive the league is, isn't Correct. it? Correct, really? yeah. But, I mean, normally, going back across the last 30 years of the Premier League, maybe two, three seasons of them has been right top, upper echelon. But normally, if you lose one game, it end over. Um, and also, anyone can beat anyone. Well, you know what football's like. Take you back to the 28th of September, 2021. Uh, where Real Madrid hosted Sheriff and they lost 2-1. Yeah, the only... It's mad, right? Crazy. They lost against a side that literally is is tiny, absolute tiny side. And it just shows that football is football. And in knockout football, anything can happen. You can't... You could just not turn up and that's your, that's your Champions League season done. We'll try again next year. So it, it's just such a... It's such a good point and it's such a good chat to have because there's so many angles that we can go down. And to jump into FM then, if you're, if you're actually consciously making a decision here, if you're not, we want to focus on the league, Champions League. Do you really think the, you know, the reward, the award bonus or the competition bonus you can decide on at the start of the season? So let's say, Dupe, you know, you've won a few leagues and you're like, yeah, look, Champions League, it's time. Are you going to go all in on the Champions League, you know, the European competition bonus high and then league low, domestic cup low? Do we think that has a big influence on it over the course of an entire season? I'll be honest, this year 
I've tried to win as many Champions Leagues as possible. I've done my Pentagon Challenge. Um, and when signing players for my Champions, Champions League side, in their contracts, I'm putting big bonuses in for winning it. Nice. Because okay. for me, we're fo- that's what I was focusing on. I wasn't focused on trying to win every league possible. Is I'm this going to turn on... into like your, your assist, assist bonus, bonus thing? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the bonus. So, so if I'm at a club and I'm thinking, right, we're going to go and win the Champions League here, we're going to push for it, I'm going down and I'm putting the biggest bonus possible. Also because when we win the Champions League, I'm off anyway, so who cares if we bankrupt the club? But <laughs> that for me, again... Forward just, planning there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's somebody else's problem. But in, in, again, we talk about the assist bonus, we talk about that. In my mind, that would make sense. You know, we're focusing on it. It's my way. It's my way of saying to the players that this is what we really want to win, right? We need to stack these questions up for when Miles comes back in two hundred and fifty episodes time for episode. I'll be honest with you, Matt. I'll be absolutely <laughs> honest. Yeah, I won't be here in five minutes. <laughs> I won't be here, mate. But Miles will. <laughs> you've aged me, mate, since you've been here. Uh, so I guess. We've we've sort of discussed the which is harder between the winning the Champions League or the Premier League. But what about doubles, trebles, quadruples? Like, we I guess we're extrapolating the same problem um, because you've got one thing which is a you've got to perform consistently over thirty eight or however many league games that there are in in your specific league. But then you've got two domestic cups that you're fighting against plus. A, a European competition and I think we've seen with Liverpool like I mean it, Klopp is moaning about fixture congestion when you can't really when the only reason you've had so many fixtures is because you've had so many games that you've had to play over a season um, imagine I mean imagine how much he'd be moaning if they had to have qual- like played the qualifying rounds for the Champions League as well like <laughs> you started playing in July and we're basically in June now uh, and you've only just played your last game of the season, which is a bit mental if you think about it that way. Mm. But th- I mean, that that is like next level squad building, right? To be able to have the, enough depth to be able to fight on all frontiers pretty much to the death. Yeah, and go extra time in both of them because you can't score and have to win them on penalties. It's crazy how they... I mean, look, I'm a United fan and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hate about what I'm going to say, but... That Liverpool side is very impressive. What they've done is very impressive and what he's built is very impressive. And the fact that he, they were close and let's be honest, the only reason that I say it with a massive sigh of relief is because they haven't done it, but they were very close and, and it, would have, it would have been in, incredible for them and their fan base and, and England as a whole if they were able to do it. But they're tough. It's why in England we haven't seen a proper treble for a long time. I don't need to. We don't need to go into detail. We know when the last time that was done, right? <laughs> um, and so showers won it. Anyway, um, they're not easy. Competing on everything is difficult. You have to allow for time. You have to allow for off days. And Liverpool were unable, unable to have off days because they had City running them to the wire on that league. They had come up against a really strong Chelsea side twice in, 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 the, uh, in the finals. There's a reason why it was so special if they were to do it because it just never happens. And I will be shocked if we see somebody get as, or a team get as close as they did for a long time. You don't see it often in FM either. Like you don't no. see too many people because unless, unless you are saving and reloading when it gets close, because there are those matches that you, just, you, can, you can try as hard as you might and they're, they're matches that you should be winning and you just don't. Whether it because you whether it be because your team has run out of steam, you get a, an unfortunate rub of the green that goes against you, or or any other sort of anything can happen. Like the FM odds are stacked, right? I think the FM odds abso- in particular absolutely. are well stacked against it. Yeah, for maybe for so, good reason as well. So, so I guess bringing it back round to sort of your whole squad building thing, like that is really going to test you to be able to rotate sufficiently whilst managing training, whilst also managing players' expectations for how much game time they're getting. I mean, really, you shouldn't be having any if you are able to compete on all fronts. But getting a quadruple in FM, I think, is 
I'm not going to say it's equally as special as getting one in real life, obviously, but like it's it's an achievement in itself to be able to do that, especially if you're playing in a competitive league that you're and as I guess you can get to a point where you just like you were with Ajax, dude, where you steamroll everything domestically mm. because you want to well, because you've just built a team that is primarily focusing on Europe and because of that they're just ultimately so much better in Europe and I found that at Groningen Ajax had buying power so much more than even their closest rivals they don't need to really try domestically because it they don't they are the team on paper is just so much better than the, their nearest rival because they've they pr- frequently qualify for the Champions League so financially they just have spending power and also there's that law of the Champions League that we've already mentioned as well of that the players want to sign for them because they're going to be guaranteed Champions League football and also they've got with Ajax as well they've got they've got the back door but their academy is so good and you look at the talent that they produce so they're getting great players for free they're being able to buy whoever they want you can see why they dominate absolutely incredible Uh, just coming back to the double treble quadruple um, a little bit of a tangent, but we 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 also obviously talked about Dave when he did his Pentagon. We we're going to do a bus tour, open top bus across Curtis' house because Curtis said he would never do it. What's the minimum you got to win to get a bus tour, open top? So look, as a Newcastle, I, I feel fan, like this is we've, we've opened this up to another Liverpool jive, haven't we? That's <laughs> no, basically no, what no. no I've been very nice to them, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> He's very diplomatic but, um, dupe these days, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if this is diplomatic, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'll be honest with you now. And this, okay, I'll swing it back my way, right? And I'll take the piss out of myself. I'll be honest now. If United won the Carabao Cup next year, I'm going on a fucking bus tour with them. Do you know what I mean? Like, because it's just, I think you've got to savor them now. Do you know what I mean? And, and enjoy them. But I think it's just. Not many would agree with you, I would say. United FA, so, is, so is there a like FA Cup? Is that like a minimum for a, a bus tour, like domestically? But, but a team that wins it all the time, would it be? I, I don't know. I just say like, you know, it is a little dig at Liverpool, but fair play to them. They, their fans come out in force, and you know, um, probably because they didn't have to buy tickets for these ones or fake them. Um, but <laughs> um, Christ, <laughs> sorry, diplomatic word. See my yeah. previous comment. Yeah, yeah, that, that probably, diplomacy. that probably, uh, yeah. Um, we'll probably no, wrap I this think, up. Yeah, <laughs> I think we should wrap this up. Idea. I think we could just edit that bit out. I think because I don't think that should. Go I think, in. yeah. I mean, look. I think <laughs> the thing is with the Carabao Cup, other teams are deprioritizing it by playing squad players and youth players, and that's the only thing that for bigger teams it's kind of a little bit edgy to think about whether you're getting the bus tour. But like again, as a Newcastle fan now, if they won a cup, I'm. A, you know, 100% there's a bus going to be driving through Newcastle for obvious reasons it's been so long um, but I guess yeah depends on the team probably but for me FA Cup the, is, the is league, fair the League Cup is the last thing that Blackburn won and that was a long time ago so it was the Worthington Cup back then so. oh, the Worthington Cup that's a good way to finish the position we are I think we'd do it for the Community Shield <laughs> I think if we won Arsenal's out um Emirates Cup would probably do it for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is really tin pot. Anyway, um, we'll, we'll round things off there. Thank you, gentlemen. And Mr. Madden, it is quiz time, I believe. <gasps> for the you, first time in a long time. I thought we got Sorry. away with it. It's time for the quiz. You need a quiz. It keeps your brains fresh. You said you're getting old, so I gotta gotta keep you in check there. Um, yes, let's hit the quiz. We're gonna stick with the Champions League theme. So okay. what I have in front of me here, very simple, is the top twenty Champions League goal scorers all time of the Champions League era, which is from the ninety two ninety three season onwards when it was rebranded as the Champions League. Nineties football. I'm going to alternate between you to get a name. However, there's a twist with the points. If you give me a name in the top five, you get a point. If you give me a name in the second five, so six to ten, you get two points. If you give me a name between eleven and fifteen, three you're just making this unnecessarily complicated for yourself when it comes uh, it's to scoring. Trying to trying to complicate it for you guys, just just so you're not going for the obvious ones. Um, maybe. Can I just and then, uh, ask for the a final clarification? Four. 
so this is overall top goal scorers like yeah that is in like cumulative yes top like goals they've scored throughout champions leagues right yes that they've featured in right i'll keep okay, saying just, yes <laughs> excellent all time yeah accumulated goals not per season um, there we go so we will start we're going to start with Matt because he, he gets it now so how far <laughs> did you say we're going down so i've got top the top 20, 20. yeah i've got the top 20 and um yeah, obviously you get more points depending on how more slightly obscure they are than obvious. So Matt, we'll is start just, with you. Do we have to? Is it just a case of guessing a name rather than a number of goals as well? Because that's yeah, no, we're not game. going for goals. I've got to go easy and just Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo is correct. He is number one on the list, so that gets you a point. Dupe. I'm going to go for Ibra. Ibrahimovic is number 10 on the list, which okay. gets you okay. two points. How many goals? Uh, Ibra has 48 versus Ronaldo's okay, I'm 140. Trying to work out, I'm trying to work <laughs> out the, the, the scale. Nerd. Sergio Aguero. Sergio Aguero, number 15 on the list, gets you three points Ooh. with 41 goals. That's not, not much difference, is there, really, between no, 10 and... Not too much Jesus. there. No. I mean, I guess 92, 93 is when it was rebranded. So what are we talking? 30, 30, 30 years? Let's spread out. Dupe. I'm trying, he's very... Killing Mbappe? Killing Mbappe will get you four points, Dupe. Number 18 on my list with 33 goals. Oh, I know he's, he's, he's young, isn't he? But... Crept into that top 20. Uh, I'm going for Haaland. Erling Haaland, Haaland. Haaland is I don't think of not yet in the top 20. Yeah. I've, I've pushed it too far because they've not Dortmund haven't really fe- features that heavily yeah. in there. I don't even Dortmund have things, him yeah. in the top 30. So yeah, I'm not seeing him. Back to you, Dupe. Oh, Rooney. Wayne Rooney is number 22 on my list, so he falls outside. He has 30. 30? Kylian Mbappe had 33? Yep. And he was 18. Oh my God. And I can tell you, Mbappe has played about 30 less games in the Champions League. Wow. Mm. And he's he's only 11. 0.62 ratio versus Rooney's 0.35. All about the numbers here. Lewandowski. Robert Lewandowski, number three on the list, gets you a point. He's got 86 goals. Dupe. North Star, Neymar. Oh, yes. Neymar. Number North Star, Neymar, number 14 on the list with 41 goals. Gets you three points. Such an old reference. If you know, you know. Curti likes this. I'm going old school. I'm going for Raul. Raul is number five on the list. So it gets you a point. He's got 71 goals. Mr. Raul. So I'm going old school. Dupe. Oh, yeah. Henri. Thierry Henri is number eight on the list. Okay. 50 goals. That surprises me. Oh, yeah, time at Barcelona. Yeah, which gets you two points. Back to Nerd. Just going to go easy again. Messi. Messi gets you a point. Number two on the list. He's consistent for the points. He's going for the Premier League. Dupe's going for the Champions League. (laughs) I've got one in my mind and I'm really scared to say it. So I'm going to not do him just yet. I'm going to go for Salah. Mohamed Salah. Mo Salah, number 16 on the list. 36 goals. Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale is not in the list. Not in the list. Scorer of big goals in the Champions League. Maybe not as many. Benzema. Karim Benzema, number four on the list. That's the top five complete. Gets you a point, Dupe. Benzema has 86 level with 
uh, Lewandowski, according to his number. I mean, it's up to date. Should be. So the top five was Ronaldo, Messi, Lewandowski, Benzema, and Raul. So I, I can tell you, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You've got about eight left. Over to you, Nerd Funnick. Quick fire. Uh, which is cute, uh, which is code word for me. I've not had my tea yet. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry. <laughs> Edin Dzeko. Oh, good job. Dzeko is not in the top 20. Oh. Unfortunate. Oh. Dupe. I think he's sixth. Thomas Muller. Thomas Muller gets you two points. He's currently number seven in the list with oh. 52 goals. Oh. Who's sixth? He hasn't got the list open, Matt, has he? <laughs> Don't know. Back to you, nerds. I'm... We'll do one more round each, and then I can start dropping in some hints. Okay. Can we start dropping in some hints now? Because I started, didn't I? Okay, so. well, let's do that. So. Uh... Okay, so... We'll go, uh, we'll go top to bottom. We'll go bottom to the top. Number 20 is a Dutch player. Van Persie? Incorrect. Doop, you want to have a shout? It's not the right... Uh, sorry, this is bottom. This is 20. This is 20. So this is... Uh, the other one's going to be higher up. The only other Dutch guy I can think of that could be close... Could no, be close Robin. German. <laughs> uh, did you say Robin? Robin, yeah. Robin is the correct answer. Four points, number 20 with 31 goals. 19th on the list is a Spanish striker. Who's going? Fernando Torres. Incorrect. For fuck's sake. <laughs> has, uh, played oh, for, has played for similar clubs to Fernando Torres. I know. Uh, David Villa. Incorrect. Nerd. I don't know who it is. Uh, <laughs> Diego, no, he said he was Spanish, didn't he? So, yes. Um, Oh, I know. Go on, you go there. You, 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 you go, do I don't. Is it, um, you were very close with Fernando, yeah? Morientes. Morientes is the correct answer. He had 33 goals. He played for similar up. clubs. He played for Real Madrid, not Atletico. What did oh, I yeah, say? True. Similar clubs. You said yeah. similar clubs. Liverpool thing. is the only Liverpool. common link. Same yeah. thing, same thing. Spain as well. It's, <laughs> played for one, one club the same. Wow. Similar. Um, next up. Irish definition of similar, apparently. Look, don't hate the player, hate the game. Uh, next up is a Uruguayan player. Oh, that's uh, Luis Suarez. No. Surprisingly, no. No. Oh, it's Cavani. fucking Forlan then. It's Cavani. It is Cavani. Oh, 17th with 35 goals. Forlan didn't play much. Um, who have we got now? This could be a trickier one. I've got two Italians uh, between 10 and 15. That's, that's, that's helpful. Uh, I thought it was a little bit helpful. <laughs> uh, Mobley wouldn't be. He's not scored enough yet, is he? A lot. He's not scored enough. That's Both too, too new. have played for Juventus. Inzaghi? Inzaghi is number 11 with 46 goals. And then another Italian. Del Piero. Del Piero. Three points, Matt. I feel we got that together, Matt. 42. <laughs> Next up is a player from the Ivory Coast. Drogba. Yeah, Drogba. Yeah. Three points for Matthew. Now he's mm. making a comeback. Mm. Into the top 10, lads. Two more to go. Number nine on the list with 48 goals is a Ukrainian. Shevchenko. Shevchenko, of course. I couldn't get it out quick enough. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> you were going for Andrey Voronin. And, and I know who this one is now. It's, it's, Sergei Rebrov. Yes. Is, is the next one Dutch? The next one is, in fact, Dutch. Sixth on the Ooh. list with 56 goals. It's Nistoy. Incorrect. No, of course it's correct. Rude van Nistelrooy. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Luke de Jong. It is in fact Rude van Nistelrooy. So I can Frankie. tell you that. Bert well done, well done, lads, both of you, actually. You did very well. But the winner of that more. quiz was, of course, Dupe. We should have just tag-teamed it. 
That's what she said. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't allowed to do them last week because Miles was here. So I was on best behaviour, so I had to get them all out now. Okay, so says, sorry. I won't say anything bad or swear or anything whilst we record You've this. You've only got one edit to do, it'll be fine. Oh, dearie me. Right, um, thank you for that, Paddles. Do That's appreciate good. it. I've called you Paddles, I'm going to get cancelled. Oh, well, I'm over it. <laughs> yes, we're back. <laughs> He'll probably have turned off by this point. So, uh, Mr. Madden, thank you very much. You're very um, welcome. That brings episode 251 to a close where you can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting 5starpotential.com where you can find all our latest football manager content including finally our brand new Wonder Kid Hall of Fame page. They're a thing. Um, Up the one. Oh, <laughs> uh, Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most of the popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week thank you all for listening there'll be more from us next week where do we have a special guest next week no it's the week after but we will be back nevertheless say goodbye folks goodbye folks goodbye folks who's the special guest why should we